Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes. completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started narmin is the co-founder of with purpose which is enabling the next generation of women entrepreneurs in the nordics she is also a wef global shaper and a product owner at jabra with the background in technology and engineering in the interview she talks about being a woman in a male dominated tech world and how her mother inspired her to be her own self we discussed how knowing who you are and trusting yourself first is the key to move forward in a world where you do not feel like you fit in or understand what you are permitted to do or not she gave a powerful message of not giving anybody else the permission to make you upset stressed or to impact your mental health i loved interviewing her and i'm sure you the listener will also take a lot away from this interview hi narmin welcome to the choosing leadership podcast thank you thank you for having me thank you i'm glad to have you here and to begin with for our listeners can you share a little bit about who you are and what do you do Yes, of course. So my name is Nermeen and I'm from Denmark, currently based out in San Francisco. I am a product owner at Jabra, where I work with AI applications and also in my free time I'm one of the co-founder and the head of technology at Wood Purpose, which is a non-profit organization for entrepreneurs with women entrepreneurs in the Nordics. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And can you share a little bit of your backstory? How you got to be where you're today? So you not only have a full-time job, but you're also starting something on the side as an entrepreneur as a leader. Can you share how you got to where you're? So I studied computer science and data science at university and always been involved in technology, but I've always been a type of person that likes to do things on the side. I think even during my university days I was involved in the Copenhagen International Documentary Film Festival where I was the head of the volunteers and then I think when I started my job at Jabra I was also like, "Oh, I want to get involved in the community." And I think I started being a mentor and high 
by five girls and Microsoft Development Copenhagen, where we're mentoring girls to get more women into tech. And I think that naturally transitioned into me getting interested in shaping a little bit more local communities to get more women into tech. And that's when I met my co-founders at the Global Shapers Copenhagen, where we went from more women to technology, but also having more women into entrepreneurship. And it was a very natural decision from there was one close cause to my heart to developing this other cause. But I think I am the type of person that likes to keep a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah. But can you share a little bit more about, right? Where is this um, this passion coming from of keeping multiple balls in the air or like things which are close to your heart? Is there something in your life which which pulls you towards these areas? Don't have anything specifically that pulls me towards that area. I think I'm used to being kept busy from my very young age. I think mm-hmm. I was always like a hybrid professional, like it pulled between like design and technology stories and science and i think i've continued to live my life from a very young age to now being hybrid between i like to be involved in storytellings and impacting people's life which is what i do at with purpose where i feel like i can closely relate to the stories of these women and wanting to do more with your uh your talent your potential and then at the same time, I'm also very much a scientist at heart and to sit down and really nerd out the technologies. So I think I've always been balancing these two. And I think to really prosper fully in life, it's good to not settle yourself too much into one box. I don't like to just be someone working with AI experiences. I also want to be someone that can help fulfill the potential of fellow women. So. Yes. Yeah. And if I may ask, who are the who are some of the key people who have shaped you or shaped your thinking the way you're describing now? This could be somebody close to home, like family, or it could also be somebody like outside or more about like you have read about in a book or something like that. I think definitely, I think the first big role model was my mother. My mother has always balanced different hats. And I think a lot of the inspiration comes from home. And maybe that's also... I think I recently read a study that a lot of the way you shape your life, but as a leader, but also in what career path you take is a lot coming from back in the living room and not necessarily from other places, because what you see your parents do is also what you end up getting intrigued into looking at school, which kind of also intrigues you into what you choose afterwards. And I think my mom has always been pushing me to look at you different areas i think technology has always been something i thought interesting when i was young but i never considered it a career path until my mom was like hey you can be both a very creative person and a technologist and she's always told me to embrace both sides and not to feel like i have to choose one or another but i've also seen a lot of role models both professionally like my managers and also my friends embrace that side of them so I think it's it was a very nice red thread of like how my mom starting then I've seen my teachers at school and then my managers both at Microsoft at Jabra and also some of the women I met at Global Shapers all have embraced this duality and not actually having to choose black or white but being always in this lovely gray zone where you can be creative and you can be a problem solver you can be very feminine you can also be very masculine in unity and dominant and strong that you don't have to be either and then you can explore different sides of yourself throughout your career but also in your leadership style or in whatever projects you want to do 
Thank you for sharing that uh, that example from your mother. It's uh, it's very personal, but it's also very relevant uh, because so often we trap ourselves in a either or thinking, and uh, we don't realize that sometimes both sides or a spectrum or a mix of both sides uh, are possible. If I see my own life, uh, I started as an engineer and then I moved on to become a manager, and then there is a photography, there is an artistic side to me. I'm also a photographer, and now I merge all of them into my work as a leadership coach when I work with leaders. So yeah, it's uh, most often than not like the, the either or thinking is just a thinking and we can actually manage to, to merge it or to create our own path, which is a mixture of these different colors, as you said, right? So there is another aspect of uh, your story, right? It's, it's also, you mentioned women multiple times in when you were describing it, even with purpose, you're doing something specifically for women. So can you share a little bit about what you're doing with, with purpose? And then where is this emphasis for uh, for women coming from? I will maybe take it if it's okay. I'll take it the other, the last question first and then talk yes, about yes. it. Yes, yes, sure. So as you uh, probably know yourself, like the technology world is very male dominated. And I'm also currently based now in Silicon Valley and it's also very male dominated. And I think growing up, both being like in studies of technology and being in a science degree in high school, everywhere and everything around me was very male dominated. And I was also always wondering like, how come not a lot of women are interested in these fields? And I always be like, oh, maybe just not something women are interested in or good at, or this is not something that is very close to our heart. And then I realized that it was not that, but it was just the way we were presented to technology, the way we were presented to entrepreneurship, the way we were presented to all of these fields was not in a manner that was like, it was not the right way of communicating. And you can see it because actually university, IT University of Copenhagen changed up a little bit of their style of recruiting in technology study. And you received a lot more applicants from like women applicants just by changing a little bit their communication style. So I think that's the first thing is that I realized that there is a really big gap in how we communicate these fields to women. And that's why I was like, okay, I am in this field and I can see that it's creative. It's fun. You can have an impact on the products of tomorrow and we need more women having a stay on the products of tomorrow because with half of the population being women we need the female perspective because if not we're not gonna build the right products for tomorrow and i think starting from that point where i'm like i want more women into technology and especially more women into ai engineering because that's what i am in myself and that is a field where a lot of biases, a lot of human interpretation comes in. And if we don't get all of the human insights and the things that women understand a little bit more about their everyday, then we will have a lot of fault in it. And I think if we naturally transition that into entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs are the ones building their products of tomorrow. They're the ones that come in with the ideas. When you look at Facebook, Uber, Airbnb, all of these problems, and solutions that have been made are being made by men. And I just want to take the case of Tinder and Bumble, the dating apps, just to note a little bit like how you can get the female perspective in and then it changed a little bit narrative. So Tinder was initially started by a mixed team of men and like predominantly men and then one woman, I think. And the focus here is you match and then you talk to each other, right? And then when Whitney decided to make her own site and make Bumble, 
the focus is definitely to give power to the woman. And you can see how big of a success that was in women because she, as a woman, understood a problematic that men would not have understood necessarily unless you've done a lot of user research. And that's just like, I think it highlights a little bit that if you don't put women at, at positions of deciding these products and you cannot get that same inspiration for what is it that the woman wants? What is it that you want as our products? You end up with having products like the pink glove or, or, or like, or I don't know if you heard about it, but it's basically um, a period that apparently women need pink gloves to mm. deal with their periods, which is not at all the case, I think. You have all of these really weird mistakes where if you just asked a woman and included them in the discussion, then you would have more insightful products for tomorrow. And coming from this need that we want more women to, to be have a seat at the table in deciding the products of tomorrow and deciding how the technology of tomorrow is built, we built with her. And we started in 2021. And I think at the beginning, we just, we talked with the, we have a, in our team, we have one that has an innovation expert, one that has focused on like partnerships, and then there's me focused on technology. And we just started off with like, hey, let's do an event and gather some of the entrepreneurs we know in the Nordics and make them talk about from A to Z, how do you start? And we got, I think, 200 people got interested in the event and so many people like, please, we want to have more content. We want to see more of this. And we were all a little bit shocked by the response because you're like, oh, okay, there's something here. People want to hear more about it. And that led us to be like, okay, let's build a little like curated program of all the resources you need to go from like an idea to a product on the market. And through that process, we decided to really keep it better and follow also the startup methodology ourselves and preach what we say. And we invited 30 people to come into the program and build a little bit of program, got a really nice relationship to these participants. And a lot of them have built their, their products and have went into incubators and successfully went from idea to product on the market and others have given up on their ideas. And I think just to say that it's not all like a beautiful, but we also want to build this online garage where you can either kill your darlings or fly away with it instead of it being like at the back of your head being like, oh, I want mm -hmm. to try it out, but I don't know if it will make it or not. Then you have this beautiful safe space online where you can go with other people, have a community, have a team of mentors, have us and you can go through it. And then if you feel like it's strong enough, you also have, we have partners like Anzlo and Accelerate that allows you to really spread your wings. So we had our first cohort in the spring 2021, and then we had another cohort in, in autumn, and both of them were really great successes. And then I don't know if you follow us on social media, but we decided to take a break from uh, January, I think basically, like for six months, basically. Mm -hmm. And that was done because, yeah, I, I think we wanted to respect our mental health and we were feeling a bit burned out because as you, I said in the beginning, I also have a full-time job next to this and it is challenging at times to balance like having a full-time job and working on really super interesting projects that work and also working on this beautiful passion baby of ours. And also obviously having a personal life. So we took six months off and then we came back in the summer and we decided we have to kick off this again. We owe this to our community. We owe this to the amazing with purpose entrepreneurs and the people who have supported us from the beginning. And because we still have this mission of bridging the gender gap in, in entrepreneurship in the mm -hmm. Nordics, 
hopefully also in the rest of the world one day. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. The inspirational part of being a woman in a male-dominated world, but also the real challenges of starting something and being a leader in an organization and then dealing with uh, time challenges, mental health challenges, like uh, prioritizing your personal health as well as the big responsibility, right? It, you, the, the where you ended, the last was so beautiful because it's like you have a commitment towards a community or something bigger than yourself. And then even though you took a break to prioritize your mental health, you knew that something was calling you. But even before that, I'm glad that you started with technology and how it is very male dominated because yes, I come from that world. And if I see whether in my university or in many companies that I have worked for, I think 15%, I would say 15% would have been women, but not, not more than that. Sometimes even lower. And we don't realize, as especially as men, we don't realize that uh, how much of what we have designed, like not just the physical spaces, but the way we talk. And you gave an example of like, just changing the language, increased uh, women participants or women applicants. As men, we don't realize that how much of our environment that we have created is alienating almost half of our population. Can you share a little bit? And I'm going to ask you a personal question here. Can you share a little bit? How does it feel like to be a woman in a room or in a environment in an ecosystem where you see all men around you, especially as you go higher up, especially if you go in leadership positions in power, in places of power. How does it feel like really? What are the challenges that creates for women, not just in the interactions, but also internally, right? In the mental health space. Can you share a little bit about that? Of course. I think I just want to start off by saying that I don't personally like experience any form of direct sexism but i think in every person we are a little bit like ai models we have collected a lot of historical data of how we process and perceive a woman and it's not from bad intentions but you do have seen the woman as someone that was at home someone that has been a bit more submissive and it's something that has continuously into everyday life the fact that alexa is a female voice that siri is the female voice that the google maps voice is female all of these submissive elements to the woman contributes to you seeing a woman as something a bit more submissive and it's not bad intention it's just that we have been constructed to see that and you can see it also in how we build out our ai models if you look at google translate in some more gender neutral languages i think i believe hindu is is gender neutral if you translate between um she is an engineer and he is a man that stays at home google translate if you have to translate that sentence from that language into english will ch change up the pronouns and but she is a housewife and he is an engineer because he has gender bias and you can also see it in like financial systems, how a woman will be, have a, a lesser of a probability to get loans because historically women did not get loans. It was the husband that went to get it or the dad, or it's always been the man that was in power. And we're getting out of this. We've always, I don't know if you read the book, Invisible Woman, and if not, you should totally read it, but it's going into all of these data like the, all the gender bias in the data has been there forever. If you look at how cars were built for men, so as a woman, a seatbelt would not protect you to the same degree. And all of these small elements have constructed our idea of a woman. And so even though 
my colleagues have no intention of being sexist towards me, there is still elements of them seeing, oh, a woman that's strongly keeping eye contact, that is able to communicate very strongly and that is able to take leadership roles and not be scared off by a man trying to speak a bit louder in the room, that is seen as intimidating and intense for them because you're not used to it. A woman that doesn't want to be bubbly, smile at all times and just want to get stuff done, just want to get her message across without being charming, but just want to be effective and be seen as a very serious person is not always well received. And, and it's just part of the that transformation, right? Digital transformations going from hardware to technology is not easy either. And it's a similar thing going to a world where the woman was a little bit more submissive to a war, a woman is perceived as an equal and more women are working and more women are taking into leadership positions will not be an easy transition. And a lot of men are welcoming to it and some are less welcoming to it. But that's part of the journey. Yes, and I love how you are smiling while while sharing that journey, which I know can be very intimidating and it requires courage to really break those barriers. And yes, as you said, many of them are unintentional. It's not like everything is intentionally male-dominated. It's just the way it is. And then the norm continues. We don't challenge it. So what is the message that, that you would like to give to a woman who is feeling intimidated or who wants to be her own self, but the environment around around her doesn't accept that or it, because it does require courage. Or maybe share an example from your life of how have you handled that? I would say apologetically be yourself because I think confidence comes a lot from within. And if you strongly believe that you are being your best self and at the same time also allow room for constructive criticism that has also being able to filter when is it that someone is giving you criticism because you're a woman and because of you as an employee and if you take in the criticism that's directly to your work so that you can continue growing as an employee but that you reject everything else it's filtering out like this is something that will not benefit me as a person and I will not take it in and let it affect me because I cannot dictate what other people will say to me. I cannot dictate how people feel about me, but I can dictate how I react to it. And that's also why I appreciated you said I was smiling because for me, I don't take it badly because I know you're not doing it badly. And even if you try to be me, I will not take it what it means because I know who I am and I know what I want to do. So I don't think it's worth getting personal and these elements and just take it a little bit with a smile and be like, I know who I am and I know what I want to accept as criticism and what I want to accept as comments and everything else I will deject and be very confident in this because you can control how things affect you. You can control what you want to hear. And if it doesn't serve your purpose, if it doesn't serve your growth, it's not worth putting your energy in. I really value my time and how I, how my brain, how my emotions are affected. Mm -hmm. And I don't want any negative, unnecessary criticism come to me. The fact that I'm a woman, I will never be able to change that. And if I don't accept and fully feel confident in this constant and say, I am a woman and 
I cannot change that, but I'll confidently be a woman and I'll do my best within that and accept all criticism related to how I can improve as a human, then I can prosper better than saying, hey, every time someone is a bit intimidated by me being a woman or the way I wear my makeup or the way I dress myself, then I will just be worried about way too many things that really doesn't contribute to anything because me being a leader or me being a technologist shouldn't have anything to do with if I wear lipstick, if I wear perfume, if I have long hair or short hair, the word dress or pants. And when we say it, obviously we both agree this is absurd, but it has to be questioned because I wouldn't care if you're wearing a green shirt or a blue shirt. Why does it matter if a woman is wearing a dress or pants? Um, and when we put it to this, like I can logically say it doesn't contribute to any constructive conversation, then I reject it. Then it's not something I think when I started working at Jabber, someone once mentioned to me that I shouldn't take it the a me too moment if you reacted to my Teams message, Microsoft Teams, with a heart. And I thought that was so funny because I was like, why would I take that as a me too moment? It's just you being nice to me or you just like us being good colleagues. And I think, again, it's just because we've taken, we become too sensitive as the generation sometimes and be like if we consider everything to be a negative message then we will not grow it's just take a little bit like if this is not something you want to accept as criticism then reject it put it in the garbage bin <laughs> and if it's something that you feel can make you grow as a person then take it in and actually work with it and push thank you for sharing that and you have no idea how many people I'm going to personally share this episode when it goes out because this is like you have really speak spoken from the heart. You have really shared, and the two things which I really loved is I know who I am. Like the, it's a simple statement, but the power behind it, especially when you are dealing, when you are being confronted, when you are being challenged, the power behind really not just speaking it out but feeling I know who I am. It's like a state of being. And the power is so, so important. So often we give our power, we give our worth, we give our dignity to what is expected of us rather than what I know that I am. And that's such a powerful message, especially for women, but I think also for men. And the second thing is right, that no matter what is happening, I do not give you permission to make me upset, to make me stressed, to make me angry. So you can do whatever you want to do. You can give me feedback, but whichever feedback I take in, I will be the gatekeeper. I think that was the second thing which I really loved is that like it's my life, it's my mental health. I know who I am and then I can receive feedback, but I'm not going to take uh, take any bullshit. I'm not going to let you impact my well-being just because uh, you are a man or you are my boss or we are living in a society. And so you have a very clear groundedness in, in all times. I really loved these two aspects of what you shared. Thank you for sharing. Yes, yeah. of course. And maybe just like a last point, as you were saying, if I had to share with fellow women, I think summarize it like you are in control, but you're also much more powerful than you think you are. I think a lot of women are sometimes put themselves down and don't think you're good enough for the job or good enough to get into the engineering field or good enough to start their startup dream and i think you can see also just with the beautiful transformation that if a woman decides to get children 
you can see how powerfully strong you turn when you go from woman to mom and how powerful you are when you go from mother to a full-time working mom and they are able to do so many of these crazy things because the their the brain is so powerful and if you trust a little bit more yourself i think you are able to do whatever you put your heart to i think such a beautiful message for women or any kind of my marginalized community that whatever you believe that your strengths are or your capabilities are it's actually much more than that because you have no idea as you said right you have no idea how much capable you are and there there are hundreds of examples and i think this interview is one such uh, like example that we need to bring out if if i see media if i see books again it is very dominated by stories of men and there are so many examples which uh, i often share with people and people are surprised why like, women are surprised oh this person did that and i think we need more of those examples as well. to give that example that you can do this but it's not that you are the first person there are so many who have continued to do this so thank you for for sharing that so now i want to wrap up i think this is something which i can continue for a long time but i want to wrap up so before we end i want to ask you right so you, you are creating your own path in life right so you're moving towards the future and i'm sure you're going to create a very different future for not just for where you're living but also for the entire world is there something which which people get wrong about you which people misunderstand about you as you like navigate being your own person as well juggling multiple balls but still still wanting to make progress still wanting to deliver results still being very accountable how does that play out in the real world i regard myself as being pretty confident and i think when people meet me i also exude a lot of confidence and i know what i want who i am and i know that i'm in control of my path and it's because i've worked myself to get to this place of confidence this is not something i was born with necessarily i think obviously as a child as a baby you're full of imagination you think you can do everything but obviously adulthood kicks your butt and you're like oh this is a lot harder than a that you think and you really start doubting yourself and obviously i'm also from my parents are moroccan egyptian there's also a lot of cultural elements so i didn't know what i was permitted to do and then i realized hey i can do whatever i want so i think people don't realize that it is a work in progress to get to this place and there is moments where i feel insecure and where i'm like i don't know what i'm doing where i'm going and it's okay i think it's okay that you don't know and feeling calm and the unknown is actually even more powerful because it's you believing that you will figure it out because you trust yourself and you trust in the process and that you're not focusing on just on the results but also on learning from the process and developing yourself because i think the higher goal should always be on developing yourself throughout your journey throughout your life rather than you just being an engineer right now or i just want to be a good friend right now no you should be a good friend throughout your life and how do i maintain this and keep myself sane and then the second point is that i'm i think sometimes we forget it everyone it's not just me is that we're human and there are days where i don't feel my best there are days where my coworkers don't feel their best where my friends don't feel their best where my mom doesn't feel the best and we're humans and we will make mistakes and it's not always easy to admit to them but when we do admit to them it is a very vulnerable place to get to there and so i think all feelings like insecurity feeling vulnerable being sad being upset being emotional all of these things 
are also words to describe me but you're not the only ones and you're not negative words you're just human emotions that you will naturally feel as part of your journey as part of feeling passionate about something when you look at sport athletes crying because you've won or feeling frustrated because you just lost that's just part of the journey and it should be equally empowering to see a woman working hard towards her dreams or working hard in her job feel these emotions without it being badly connotated so i just wanted to say that this is something that i think people don't realize i also feel and i am proudly and not scared to say that i also feel these emotions and i don't think it's bad Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think, uh, yeah, so leadership, again, is not about being all successful or being all happy. It has ups and downs. And as long as you are human, you will experience like both uh, the happiness as well as the frustration, anger, insecurity sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that. As you said, right, it's not positive and negative emotions. It's just human emotions and doesn't make you weaker. It only makes you human. So as long as you, you acknowledge that and you continue on the journey, you get back up. As you said, you know who you are. As long as you continue to know who you are and take that forward, that's the journey of leadership. It's not some like it's not a picture of power, but it's also not a picture of all happiness, all coziness. It's uh, it's uh, about creating something new in the world which is not there right now, and that involves that uh, journey. And you have summed it up uh, very nicely. I mean, thank you for that. Yeah. And just like one last point, and I promise it's the last thing, but I think also just that with purpose, when we came back here a, a little bit earlier this month, we shared a video where we admitted that we had been burned out. And we also, and excuse my language, I don't know if you can blur me out, but then we fucked up. And basically that we did a different, we overworked ourselves and forgot that we are human first and we are, we, I am a daughter, I am a friend, I am an, and more than just an employee. And I didn't respect that. And therefore I disregarded my own mental well-being. And I think we shared this failure of ours just because we wanted to shed light on. It's okay, we picked ourselves up and we focused. And now we've learned something for the future is that we cannot always do 100% everything and that's fine. And I also hope that showing these failures will be more inspiring for other humans and I'm like both men and women, that it's okay to fail and it's part of the journey that you will fall from your bike before you pick it up and actually learn how to ride it correctly. And all of the, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you'll fa fail a lot of times before you even get the right business model, the right idea. And then the same with coding, you will fail, you get a lot of errors, a lot of forgot the dots or forgot to pull and push and all of the things before you actually be like, okay, I get this going and you will never be 100% safe or 100% correct and everything. And that's the beauty. So I hope that more people will welcome failure with open arms and actually see it as a learning opportunity instead of- Yes, and I was I was watching your, going through your LinkedIn profile. So I had seen that post where you spoke about mental health. And even now I think it's, it's, not, it's not a failure. I think it's part of life and then sharing about it is what makes it makes it so powerful because now you are setting an example for others like i have grown up thinking or believing or listening that men can't cry or crying is weakness and i still feel find it difficult to really let my emotions out and it's the same for women right women can't be assertive or you can't really shout go for what you want i think that's seen as a weakness or you are told so you you don't really know your place or what is permitted or not as you said so right that's a wonderful example of 
sharing because normally we keep that inside right if i am feeling angry insecure i will keep it inside i will not share with others but if you speak it out if you bring it out it might be a little bit challenging to really open up but once you open up you release a lot of that tension and energy and it also sets an example for others so thank you thank you narmin for all of these last points that you shared because i think they they add so much value and i want to wish you the best in the journey and before before we end like if somebody wants to reach out to you can you share what is the best way to to reach out to you you can find me on linkedin and then on woodpurpose.org we also have our website if you want to check out the mission behind it or if you want to support become a mentor or anything else but i think linkedin is the easiest way to reach out to me Thank you. Thank you for everything that you have shared with us and once again I wish you best for your journey. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally. to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light to help you see what you are already capable of to make sure you don't miss any episodes go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team if you want to know more go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on linkedin I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.